0: This podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like shit, damn it, and other bad
1: words too much. Listener description is suffice.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts.
2: Galan. Joe.
0: And I am John. And on this episode, we will be talking about sleep. Specifically,
2: sleeping issues with your kid. (laughs) The bane of all. Parents. (laughs) Every single one. Even with a four-year-old, is still like uh... the bane early
0: and often. Yes. yes. All yes. right. Uh, then of course we'll have the regular segments, ask the deads, dad jokes, things to check out. Um, and I'm sure other, other stuff,
2: but first go Yep. So we're going to start this episode. Instead of catching up with each other, we're going to start off with a dad story and not like the last time. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we're going to have a dad story. Like this, we're about to stop and introduce uh, a, a quick story about my dad. Um, of uh, something that I did that he remembers that he likes to tell the story of. And it's just, we, what we're looking for in these segments is, you know, whether it's from our parents or or some of you guys, if you have a dad story, um, is something funny, you know, a scary moment, something memorable, but memorable that occurred with your kids.
0: Something that taught you a lesson. Yeah, yeah
2: something, something just that you like to share about your kids. You know, feel free to, we all have, so many of us have smartphones, we won't say we all do, but record a voicemail message, email it to us. You know, if we Detox
0: Podcast at
2: Gmail dot com. Yep. Yep. And you know, we can th- well, well it might be one of those things where we throw it on an episode like this. Um if not, you know, we have we know enough dads. If
0: not, we'll send you a nice little thank you email. Yeah,
2: rejection email. <laughs> You've been rejected. You've
0: been rejected from the detox podcast?
2: Oh man, that's sad. Yeah, that's Not a highlight. It's like a low light in yeah. your in your life. You know. but, but yeah, so here's a here's a quick story from my dad. Um just talking about something that, crazy that I did uh, way back in the day.
1: I think one of the very first thing that comes to mind, and, and Galan and I have talked about this, was when his mother and I were married. He was, I don't even think, two years old. And he was in one of the old-time walkers, little brown cylinder, little seat you sit in, little wheels at the bottom. We were all gathered inside the house, and somehow or another the front door was open. Had a little stairs that went down, and everyone was preoccupied. And the next thing we know, Gallon is headed for the front door, just uh, feet, just going ninety to nothing. And before we could get to him, out the front door he goes, and he rolls out head over heels, just just rolled over, and uh, we everybody panicked because we thought he's going to land on his head in a head injury, but no. Galan rolled over, 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 landed on his feet and just kept going, took off down the sidewalk. Uh, but that's Galan, he's kind of cat-like, thus he has four cats, he always lands on his feet. Uh, that's always been an ongoing story, I tell everybody I know that story about him and the walker roll. Uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, it's, it's like it happened yesterday uh just uh but that's how quickly children can get away from you. You've got to always always keep your eyes on them because they just they're that quick. That quick. My cat quick galon. Anyway, big boy but still pretty fast. Yeah. Funny, funny. And then it brings to mind uh an incident with uh our youngest son uh when he was in the 7th grade. Uh there were uh Two eighth grade girls that uh, were bullying him and pushing him uh, until one day uh, he asked them to stop and they said, what are you going to do if we don't? Uh, Anyway, something was said which uh, landed him in a lot of trouble, uh, legal trouble as a matter of fact, uh, which uh, landed him in uh, juvenile detention uh, and which led to a, a A hearing in court where there was an up-and-coming DA that was trying to make a name for himself. We were fortunate enough to uh, obtain a really good legal counsel which defended uh, our son and uh, uh, a very understanding judge uh, that uh, um, understood the circumstances uh, surrounding the incident uh needless to say the very uh, during the time though let me let me back up a few steps uh it was very trying for us as parents because uh how do you how do you defend that kind of action um you know when your child is being picked on by bullies um and uh you you want to you want to defend your child but by the same token you want to uh, teach them how to respond in the correct, the correct way, but you're not there. You're not there to, to walk them along, to push them along, to tell them what to say, what not to say. So all you can do is give them the right words to say to teach them in your home and hope that when they're outside away from you, that they that they respond in the right manner unfortunately in this particular incident it didn't happen that way and uh, negative consequences were suffered uh but but fortunately for us uh, the record was sealed and a very very positive outcome uh, came about and uh, uh, of course now our our youngest son is uh uh, you know, he's graduated college, and he's uh, doing very well in the, the, the private sector, uh, not to mention the, the two other students involved are incarcerated, believe it or not. Uh, but it, 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 needless to say, it's, it's as a parent, you can only hope that uh, you uh, teach your children the right things to say, the right things to do, and that they respond accordingly. Uh, they don't always. Uh, None of our children uh, uh, have ever, I I don't think, maliciously done anything with the intent to uh, go to jail, with the intent to cause harm to anyone. But they sure responded, uh, reactionarily speaking. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, But anyway, um, and and it, it, uh, it... there's no words to describe the emotions and the pain that a parent goes through uh, that we experience when your child uh, is in trouble and you can't help them and you, you can't put that pillow under them when they fall uh, because sometimes they fall before you can get there with a pillow. Um, it just, it's painful, I think, sometimes more so than what they go through because our responsibility as a parent is to protect our children and sometimes we can't get there in time. So anyway, I wanted to share that. Uh, we we all go through it as parents in some form or fashion, whether they fall off a bike and skin their knee or run into a wall turning a corner too fast or experience something that, that uh, our son did. Uh, but uh, you learn from it and hopefully you learn from it and, and move forward and not repeat the same mistake. But Um, I've always said there's no such thing as a bad child. They just make bad decisions, you know, and hopefully they learn from it. Anyway, I appreciate the time and the opportunity to be able to share that.
2: All right. Well, thanks to my old man for sharing his story. Thanks, Dan. Um, Totally. Giving us a little insight into the way you are or why you are the way that you are makes yeah, a
0: lot
3: well, of sense you
2: know, like, I, I probably hit my head every step on the way down even the ones where I was right side up I probably found a way to hit my head because I'm that clumsy <laughs> <laughs> you said it but it's you know, <laughs> you, you know I think the lesson we can take away from stories like like that or whatever is like I mean something that our friend Matt Gilbert told us was it's like with uh, with kids like we think that they're so fragile and they're not like they bounce back and they take they take spills and they they pop up and they don't realize that they should be hurt because we don't, unless we react that way. If we freak out, they freak out. But it's just that when he tells that story, it's just that, yeah, I've had those moments where Ellie's done something and then I go to freak out and then she bounces up and she's laughing and it's like, all right, nothing to worry about. Right. Totally. so, so that uh, So I think we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about... Uh, sleep, the the challenges we face as dads, and some strategies we can uh, we can use to, to hopefully make that easier for you guys. Yep. Guys, a big part of life is sleeping. I love, I love sleeping, and now that I've been sick for the last couple of weeks, I love taking naps. <laughs> Naps are awesome.
0: Naps are awesome. Um but you know what? We're not really here to talk about dad sleep.
2: Wait, True. wait. Which uh, uh, who, who's getting sleep right now? Like good regular sleep? Raise Oof. your hand. I
3: think just John is. Oh wow. Kind of, <sighs>
0: kind, of, kind of, it's cuz I got that weird oh, work your, time going but
2: like why is your
3: hand up, Galan? Um
2: tap? Oh, oh okay okay no, no like, like Ellie does a, a pretty good job. Which we'll, say, we'll get into that. Like generally, but
0: it's just, I can probably do something you guys can't at all, and that's if when I get off work and I come home, I can take a nap if I want. This is true.
2: That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm like PS4, where's John? And then he's not signed on, and I'm just like son of a bitch is napping. Oh
0: which, yeah, which is funny. Like Ellie knows that.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah she's like she's like are you playing with Uncle John? No, is he sleeping? Yes, and she's she's like it's six thirty, it's six thirty p.m. Like one day, when you're an adult, you can do that. And (laughs) she's she's like, I don't like naps. I'm like, one day you will, and you won't be able to take
3: them, and you will regret all this time that you're giving up. It's like I was watching the stand-up routine the other day with John Mulaney, and he said, you ever notice you ask kids what they did and you uh, over the weekend? You ask parents what they did over the weekend, and they say the same thing, but they mean it different ways. Like, for instance, if you ask a kid, what would you do this weekend? Aw, man, we didn't do anything. You ask an adult, what did you guys do this weekend? And we, uh, we did nothing. We did nothing at all. We slept. It was amazing. <laughs> yep. It's just like that. Totally. But uh, But, yeah, talking about sleep, you know, I think it's – it's something that I had talked to a friend about recently, and it was something that I know he's still struggling with, and it's something that we, you're always trying to figure it out, and full disclosure, I don't claim to have it figured out. I think for me, it's very important to know that every kid is different, and you have to approach it every a very different way with each kid. Like, I know, for instance, originally, my whole thought was, I'm not going to let my kid have a... A routine i'm not gonna have them have a schedule because i don't want to impose my will on them kind of thing i want to just parent you know i just kind of want to let them be be kind of laissez-faire about it but my daughter is very schedule oriented we can get into schedule later but she's very needed a routine needed a schedule needed to have same 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 in order to get by and that's an you know that is an example of being adaptive to your kid i don't know how is ellie in the in the beginning what you planned versus what she ended up being like
2: Ellie was very much a routine baby, but it. Part of it was with her getting ear infections within like a, after a three month checkup that just threw everything off, because it took it took the better part of nine months to get her over those ear infections, and that that involved uh, before we even got tubes like and that was just the first bout of ear infection. She basically had one long ear infection for nine months, Oof. and it's just because she didn't respond to antibiotics. And so we went in with the plan of, you know, we're gonna. She's going to sleep in a, in a pack and play for the first however long it was. And then she's going to move to her room and it's just going to work. Like every new parent goes in being like, no, no, my kid's my kid's going to be that kid that it works. And I'm going to be,
3: I, you know, I'm going to get, I'll be getting eight hours of sleep within the first three months. No, now, I, I can, I can attest to that. That is certainly, I, I don't think I thought eight hours, but I think I did have the thought of she'll be in our room in the pack and play. Then we will naturally get to a point where we go, yes, we're ready to move her. And I know some parents that do move them and are perfectly fine. But I know for us, it never, we never got to that situation like you're talking about
2: before the ear infections, before that whole through the that period, she she was sleeping through the night really early. It was awesome. I hate you
0: guys as a non dead as a pack and play like kid and
2: play. Oh. House Uh, Party 4? With the eraser haircut? Yeah, totally. (laughs) No, no, no. So a pack and play is basically like a portable crib. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which I think they used to call them like portable cribs. And then they got pack and plays because they have like a changing station.
0: They're trying to like connect with the millennials. Yeah.
2: Which is kind of interesting. To go back, like it's funny because like Joe's like young parents. Joe's like. uh, Pack and play. Joe's uh, like, yeah, I was just going to let her kind of do her own thing and everything. And I'm like, that's such like a modern
3: like a parenting Take approach it, where, right? it's like, where it's like...
0: it's Like you think dads it, in the 50s were like, I'm just going to let my kid do whatever they want. You, you literally, you literally, well, no. Dads
3: in the 50s are like, uh, I got golfing this afternoon. Yeah. See ya.
0: But no, it's like you're like, <laughs> you're like
2: I'm not going to impose my will on her. And I go in thinking like, I'm going to bend this kid to my will. She will do what I want her to and think it's her idea. Which is kind of funny. Like we have... We're very similar dads, but we have those very different... Or started, at least maybe started out with very different approaches. So it's kind of funny. Like the end result... Same process, and it worked. But it's like, yeah. And still to this day, I'm like, I'll even be like, Ellie will start, like, she'll bow up to me. And I'm like, do you really think you're going to win this? Because I have no problem getting onto you and making you cry. And I'm going to go and sip whatever I'm drinking after I'm done when you're in your room crying because you got in trouble. Right. And she backs down. So I know. uh, (laughs) You were about to jump
0: in with something. No, no. It's just like, listen, daddy is the alpha. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, I'll throw you my leftovers
2: You can have my ribeye
3: My ribeye bone when I'm done (laughs) Yeah, And you can enjoy it But as far as like plans changing I mean, I never thought So we can get into the topic now of co-sleeping So some people are kind of for it Some people are against it So for those people that don't know, like John Co-sleeping is kind of It's kind of self-explanatory, but it's also not It's the idea of you and your significant other and the baby all sleep together in the same bed Now what that means for different ages is different. So I know for very very young kids They have like a some people have like a like a little makeshift um, What am I what's the word I mean like bassinet but not really bassinet like yeah They have a thing where you can put it in between you know It you know stops you from rolling
2: over
0: on them
3: right and then when they get older, it's more of like
0: did you guys use those?
3: No, no, we didn't, okay. and and we can get into it. So that's so why,
0: why my child's so
2: flat, right? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, if I rolled over on my kid, I would, there's no bassinet that's going to stop me, man. Like <laughs> oh, I just poor Ellie, <laughs> you just wake up and she's like symbiotic baby on my, like oh the face on my back. <laughs> like, I just absorbed her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs>
3: We've got the Galan laugh streak going. <laughs> this is so delightful oh, for me. So dark, it's always so about this far into the episode, too. Yep. It's nice. Yep. No, but I didn't I didn't ever think I would be somebody that would co sleep and it really just kinda of morphed into you know, she was very fitful in the pack and play of the bassinet that was next to our bed and she was very calm when she would come into the bed with us. So we would, we had a big bed, so we kind of divided the spaces evenly. We were very careful about it. And you know, there's always risks. I don't want to be someone that's comes out and says, go sleeping is 100% safe, because it's not, but nothing is really 100% safe. So I just full disclosure, you need to understand what works for you and for your kid and your lifestyle and your situation. But for us, she was very calm when she came into the bed with us. She was very calm when we were, you know, all snuggled up together. That's what helped to get through the night. That quickly changed abruptly. I mean, we can talk about that later. But it very much reached a point where that was no longer an option for her. Mm-hmm. But for us, I mean, we never thought we would be co-sleepers. And then it just kind of happened. That was an example of us kind of adapting to what our kid needed. How about you guys?
2: So, it, like, we went into it being like, we're not going to co-sleep. Like, it was foot down, set in stone, hard-coded um And so I guess to, to take a step back before I go forward, like Teresa basically, because she had the maternity leave or whatever, and I still had to be at work, and then eventually I had to be at work earlier than she did. She's like, I will wake up and I will, because she breastfed. So She's like, I'll wake up and I'll, I'll take care of Ellie. Uh, on weekends, I would do it occasionally just because we had bottles or whatever. You, you would breastfeed on the <laughs> weekends. I knew John was gonna <laughs> jump on that. <them>. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just latch her on. D- like, didn't work as well. Didn't hey, work. She 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 let she actually did try to latch on like I would have her like like chest like skin oh, to skin I and she, she was tried. sorely disappointed. And she when she would I saw her going I would just move her head away because our friend warned us like oh yeah they'll latch on like if they think they can that they if they think they see nipple they would they don't care that you're not the mom they will try to latch <laughs> on and it hurts and I'm like I'm not even trying so she would try and I would deny that shit. Anyway, Has- hashtag deny I, that. Yeah. Shit. I support- <laughs> <laughs> but it's so we, we we were like no and so she, she basically like i'll take care of her and then eventually i think it got to her to where and, and i don't i don't remember specific like the specifics but i want to say we started co-sleeping because basically she could just roll over pop the boob out give it to her and ellie would fall back asleep and then she could just pop the boob back into the whatever she was wearing and roll back over and fall back asleep and so it was a convenience thing for her. and as someone if she's like i'm gonna do this i'm like okay whatever you need to do because at that point i'm like it became realistic that it's like we need to be adaptive and i think that's one of the messages right. that we've kind of preached through the, these first five episodes or the first four and then the start of the fifth episode is be adaptive you have to be flexible as a parent you don't have to give up and, and completely change everything you're doing but you have to be able to do, adapt to your kids unique situation and that's what we did and like I said, if, if my wife was going to let me sleep through the night and she was going to be the one that was taking care of Ellie, if that's what she needed. But as time went on, we never moved her back to her pack and play because she got used to our bed. And the thing is, is like adult beds are not firm enough for a baby. It's, it is actually unhealthy because they need a completely different level of support, which is why pack and plays and then crib mattresses are so firm because right. they need that support. And Ellie loves, like we have a memory foam mattress. I'm living the high life in memory foam mattress. It's not, not <laughs> Tempur-Pedic. I didn't drop like four like, four grand on my bed or whatever. Like, you just thought that like people were
3: listening to this and being like,
0: he's bragging about his memory I know. Foam. Some, some
3: people might, man. They're like, like, wow, Galan, I guess you're really struggling there with your yeah. your fancy memory foam mattress.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Make a memory foam money. Like, like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> there's enough rap songs about that. Oh, my God. But <laughs> it's like
2: my... Oh, that made me like heavy um, like, And my mom's bed is like It's it, it, it's our old bed and It was a nice bed Nice and soft and it has a memory foam topper too Those aren't nearly as high class That's like the Walmart version <laughs> Of the memory foam bed um, Now you, Not
3: only are you talking about Your memory foam Now you're just dissing on people yeah. Buying mattresses at Walmart
2: No actually man If you have a, a, an okay bed A two inch memory foam topper Holy shit Like the first night We slept on one of those It was like we slept for 11 hours Whoa. Not even trying Like it was Such a radically different Sleep, took a took it an okay bed to like holy crap wonderful bed and then that bed broke because it was cheap and the spring broke, not on my side, but anyway wow Teresa's. wow Buy it um, at Walmart. but yeah so it's <laughs> but it's just it it, it changed so it's, that that was one of the things like I adapted and eventually we we had to figure out how to get her out of our bed right and so well I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get to that next step is how we work through our process but I'll let you continue on that's
0: when Operation Dropkick kick
3: started. <sighs> Dude, that's just, yeah, I'll get to that here in a few. So, it, that's an interesting point as far as, and we can transition out to moving the kids in their own room. So, I know it changes parent to parent, situation to situation, but for us, we had Sylvie's nursery all ready to go. We had her crib in there. And what it eventually morphed into was we would, you know, she napped in there during the day. We had um, an in home sitter that we took Sylvie to. Um, But she napped in her crib, like on the weekends or any other time, she napped in her crib in her room, as opposed to the pack and play. And then at night, we got to the point where we went, no, she's going to be in her own room. So we would start her out in her own room, in her own crib, and she'd sleep for a couple of hours. And she would always wake up right as we're going to bed. And we would bring her in. We would soothe her. And then we're like, you know what? She's already here. She's going to wake up again later. It's just easier to suit her right here in the bed. Let's just bring her in. So it always came to the point of she started out in a room and then she ended up co-sleeping. And it became hard to say, like, we never answered the question of, well, just keep them in the room. How do you do that? So for us, we never answer that question. It just morphed into she started out and she co-slept. And then eventually she told us she wanted her own space, basically.
2: And Ellie never did that. Ellie was Ellie was going to take it. I mean, we have a queen size bed, which is not. I mean, for two adults, even for two, like I'm a big, big guy. If you saw the photo on our Facebook thing, I'm like, I'm not a small guy. Um, and it's, but a queen, like the queen size bed, is enough room for Teresa and I to sleep and not necessarily invade each other's space. When you put a kid in there, especially as she gets bigger, like there is no space. Maybe if we had like a California king or something. Yeah, it may, it, may not, it may not have been a big deal. And the whole thing, like...
3: <laughs> California
2: King. Yeah. <laughs> California King, memory foam money. <laughs> <laughs> like, it may, may it may not have pushed the issue, but essentially, like, as Ellie got bigger and she started kneeing us and kicking us as she squirmed around, like, we had to figure out a way to do it. But when when she was younger, like, when we lived in a different house, like, we actually tried sleeping her in her bed. And it just, with the ear infections, it, it, it necessitated... Regressing back to having her sleep in our room. And we tried the pack and play, and that just didn't work. Like, she would wake up way too much. And essentially, it just got to the point where we were defeated. Like yeah. we needed that sleep. We needed sleep. Like and we just gave up. We're no, just that's like very true. You're
0: like that mom in IHOP with the crying baby that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't do anything. But about
2: this it. this kid wasn't bothering other people, right? So I, I I was being considered my wife, who was in return being inconsiderate of me. So it it, it even yeah. Died. But you guys that was, was in your vows, it your was marriage vows, yeah, so. it was.
3: But 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 you're right though. You get to a point as a parent when your kid's not sleeping, and maybe maybe you're a parent out there that didn't have to deal with that. And to that I say great. You know then maybe you know maybe you're doing something that we haven't figured out or maybe your kids just amazing i don't know i'm sorry i'm a little uh, i get a little a little, bitter. little bitter when people talk about that but you get defeated as a parent and you're like you know what i just fucking need sleep let me do let me figure out how i can get sleep and, and i guess the the bottom line there
2: is it's okay to be defeated right it's okay to 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 give up temporarily just to be like you know right. what yeah i'm not gonna fight this because you you spend so much energy and for some parents like they will get bitter at their kid and it's like the kid can't help it and it's like you have to be cognizant enough to realize like this is getting to the point where it's it's better for me to admit defeat which is hard like as adults it's hard to to give up that pride and and to be like i'm i'm i've been defeated by a toddler and and just realize that it's there will come a time where you have to address it again. Otherwise you get those situations where the kid starts dictating that. And even if they don't realize it, like they're dictating the, um, the parenting process. Right. And it, but, but we did that. Like I gave up. I'm like, I, I, I want sleep. Sleep is more important than me winning this battle for the time being.
0: You guys are pretty early in to, to fatherhood, right? Uh, yeah. But we kind of touched on this last episode a little bit when we were talking about the the teething issue about how just it, ultimately it boiled down to so you guys just had to try to ride it out after you had tried things to help but obviously they're still gonna experience pain and things and then this time you just specifically called it out we, we were talking about like just basically raising the white white flag and defeat and just being like we tried a lot of stuff it's It didn't work like we thought it would work. So I want to know what percentage of being a dad is just resigning yourself to the fact that reality wasn't how you perceived it. 90%.
3: Yes, I would agree with that. And I think the biggest point is not only so it's first of all is admitting defeat, right? Like that is the first step. But for me, what really helped me, because when you admit defeat, you're not in a great mental state. At least I wasn't. No. So what helped me, I picked this up somewhere a couple of years ago where I had to reach a point where I'm like, it's not always going to be this way. And I do that for a lot of aspects in life. And even if some things are that way, if I mentally tell myself it's not always going to be like this, there will reach a point where I'll look back on this and go, Oh, okay. It wasn't that long. It's then the, this it's healthier for me, you know? Yeah. And, and so that's what I had to do is I had to admit defeat and then go, okay, it's not always going to be like this. How can I get from day one to day two? And taking it like that. So I hate saying the cliche one day at a time. But for me, it really was like just one night at a time, one sleep at a time.
0: Like, look, I don't have to solve everything right now. Right. Let's just deal with right now and
2: do what works. Right. Gotcha. You know, and and that's the thing is if you do wave the white flag, just realize that it's like you will have to address it at some other point in time. Right. But sometimes it's it's your kid reaches a milestone in communication and they almost start understanding. So you start... I mean, they once they can understand, they oh, like can they're understand,
0: equipped with a new tool to be able to allow yeah. you to try a new yeah. solution. So
2: then you right. have to you have to try okay. it, and then also part of it is is building in rewards. So, you know, the I think there's a, a parenting cliche of like, well, big girls and big boys have their, you know, right. depending on it's like you want to be a big girl, well, it, don't you? Yeah. yeah, that didn't that didn't work with Ellie. She couldn't have cared less. Like, She's like, no, about,
0: I want to be little Ellie. Yeah, like
2: yeah, and, and so it's it's interesting, and, and we're we're going to get to the, the the next step here in a second of, of what we tried and failed to do, but it's just it's it's just pushing that fight to another day.
3: Yeah, and you know you're interested, or it's interesting what you were talking about as far as communicating with them about don't you? You know, big girls, big boy, big kids. I hate saying those phrases, big girls, big boys. Sorry, I always it always makes me feel a little weird. I, think I like
0: just- to describe uh, adults that way, not kids. <laughs>
3: Oh, you're a big boy. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> oh man, this bar is filled with big girls. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah. So, no, but <laughs> talking about being a big kid. So, the uh, in-home sitter that Sylvie used to go to reached a certain point where she wanted to go back to school and wanted to scale down the number of kids she watched. But she really liked Sylvie, and she still wanted to have you know a source of income. Her significant other was working up more full-time job and so, so she add, so we
0: made the cut yeah so nice so congratulations
3: i made the dean's list if you will dean's Sweet. list of sitter kids no so she said can i come and basically nanny for you come to your home and watch sylvie during the day so we said yeah and during th- next week her tv was missing <laughs> no <I'm> just <laughs> always wonder what happened no uh no it was a really good experience and the biggest thing was i felt like she got all, gave us a lot more insight into sylvie's day-to-day because she was around sylvie At home Mm. all the time and so one of the things we were having a lot of uh, we moved at a certain point in Sylvie's life and I know that was very disruptive to sleeping and just really trying to get back on track but when we were trying to have her in our room you know going through we had her crib in our room because our room our room had a little bit more space and the sitter she came to us one day and said Sylvie needs her own room that is the source of most of your struggles. She wants her own room, she wants her independence. she's very strong-willed, she needs it. And we are, were kind of flabbergasted, if you will, about, wow, is this really the source of a lot of our problems, and it, it was. So, but she said, but you can't just put her in a room, you have to take her and have her pick out decorations, pick out what she wants, and have, you know, make her a part of the decision-making process, so she'll be very willing to do it. Like, it's her decision, it's her choice, And so i think we moved her into her room at 13 months old and so we were going to just move her crib in and then we took the front part because she had a crib that's a crib a toddler bed it's a convertible bed and so we took the front off and it was an open-faced toddler style bed and she loved it she thought that was awesome and so she went we took her she picked out the decorations that she wanted and she was excited about the bed. That was her other source of stress that I forgot to touch on. She was did not like the crib when she reached like 10, 11, 12 months. She hated it because she felt trapped. Right. Because she was, right. she was you know You're
0: like, yes, it
3: is doing its job. Right. <laughs> it is containing but, it. Right. But that's the thing is she was crawling. She was moving. She was very mobile. And she hated the fact that she was kind of closed in. And so even though a lot of doctors and a lot of uh people's advice was don't move them into a toddler bed until a certain point we went we feel like this is the best decision and we were nervous about her rolling out but galan provided very good advice and said put like a pool noodle like cut it in half and put it on the edge so when she rolls she'll bump into that and that'll stop and after a certain point she will kind of be trained to not roll off and there was a couple times where she you know, we also, the other part is it's very low off the ground, and we put a couple blankets and soft pillows on the ground. So, the couple times she did fall, she fell onto that, had a cushion landing. Yeah. It was a little scary because she woke up. It's like the trampoline didn't work at first, so you, <laughs> went with,
0: you went with the blankets and pillows.
3: Exactly. But yeah, but she got startled as opposed to hurt. Yeah, she got startled, and then yeah. the pool noodle helped slow her, and then now you know she doesn't roll off anymore and it's she's you know she's two years old now and so she's been in there over a year and almost over a year and that was the thing that we had other issues that we can talk about later as far as the schedule and just different things but that was most of our source of stress with her waking up and being unwilling to go back down to sleep and sleeping through the night was because she want we were bothering her more than anything she wanted her own independence she wanted her own space and she wanted her own bed that wasn't a crib so, I will say with the
2: pool noodle, like Target actually so like Walmart doesn't. I didn't see them at Walmart, but Target sells one that are like bigger than the normal pool noodles, right? And they're like three bucks or something like that. Uh, because we did we use the normal pool noodle, and now that's out in the backyard, like completely faded from the sun. Um, so it's you know, essentially like the, the toddler bed, like we didn't switch until she could crawl, like or she could climb out, like she was straddling the bar, and we're like, oh crap, like we don't need her to fall all that distance, so that's what. You know, like we have we bought one of those four in one cribs. Um, actually, like trying to sell it, but no one wants to buy it. So, if you're out there looking yeah, for hey, four in one yeah. cribs, <laughs> but it's just but the thing is like it was the main reason we started this podcast, Email yeah. At detoxpodcast. yeah. Like, com. we uh, we but we, we really like the idea of like oh, she can grow with it, she can get a, a, a double bed and like turn it into a double bed and have a dresser or whatever. Like, that's awesome. Um, but it's like we so we we already had the toddler, real so we bought that and I installed it and changed it. and. At first, she was really cool. Like she's like, "Oh, this is cool. Like I got I mean, my." Wait, is own this her current bed? Yeah, the... No, no, no. This oh, is not her okay, current this is for, bed. This is a gotcha. And so, like, essentially, like we're like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's a this is a big girl bed. Like you, the toddler, you know, you you don't have a uh, thing anymore. You can crawl in. You can crawl out if you need to get out and go potty. Because like potty training, which is a whole other episode, we tried to paint it that way, which we're actually in the middle of right now. Yeah. So, um, but she wanted nothing to do with. She, Sweet. She still didn't want to. No. <laughs> 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 she didn't want to sleep in her bed because she likes sleeping with mommy and daddy. And it's like, so it's like for the difference, like there wasn't an independence need. She didn't want to go to her or to sleep in her room, even if it was just across from ours. Like she wanted to stay in the room with us. And so, um, you know, one of the things that, that we ran into and, and, uh, is, you know, the trying the cry it out method. Mm. Um, like where we put her in the room, and basically you put her in the room, you close the door, and you walk away. Like you just let them like cry all you need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is, it's, is like she
0: sounded like me at the end of Armageddon, the movie <laughs> Armageddon.
2: Oh man, like but no, like where
0: the, yeah, where Ben Affleck and uh, what's it like Bruce Willis are telling each other they love, like, I love you. I love no, you. not quite like no? that. no. And then she cried, no, not, like not that. hugging it out.
2: Oh, okay, no, but uh, but say, yeah. So but the thing is, is like when we would leave her, like there's a, when your kid cries, there's a, there's a difference between that. And then these cries were like terrified. Yeah. Like where it's just, it is absolute terror. It is not our normal cries. It's not a cry for attention. Like there is a desperation yeah. in her. The, the thing. And there was, there was a couple of weird, creepy things. Like the, I'm sure John made fun of me, but it's like, she had never heard. Like we don't, I don't refer to my grandmother as Dorothy. I refer, or I refer to her as mom still, even though she's dead. But Ellie was, like, um, blah, 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 Dorothy. Like, and talking about, like, in her room, like, the old woman in her room named Dorothy.
3: Like, like <laughs> Is this a sixth sense all of a sudden? Yeah. We, we, see dead but, but we need like,
0: to have, like, a whole episode on this because, you know, like, there are plenty of stories where oh, people yeah, it's like, say then, things like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: but it's just, it was weird, like, where would she hear? But in, in, in the sure. fact that it's old woman. Right. But it, And then she's, like, she's terrified. Like, and it's just... And part of me is willing to to accept the, the possibility of that whole thing, but I'm just like, like my kid, like she was so terrified that crying it out didn't work, even when we would we would stay in there. Um,
3: what uh, just side note? What age did, did you mainly try the the cry it out method? I'm just curious.
2: I'd have to look and see when Minions came out, but it was shortly before. So if you yeah well, well, I'm talking and hearing myself I'm a, talk. I'm going to try and search it It was around that time, so the two and a half or three, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood, I want to say. I think Minions came out in 2015. I think that sounds about right. So she would have been two and a half because she... Turn three in September. Great movie, Um,
0: by the way. I really enjoyed it. I'm not even joking. I'm not saying that ironically. I I don't have kids. I didn't have to watch it. I
2: enjoyed the Despicable Me movie. The Minions was. Yeah, I would uh, agree with Galan. Uh,
3: July tenth, two thousand fifteen. Okay,
2: so it was. So yeah, she was two and a half. So almost almost three. Um, Because it was it was around when that movie came out that that, the whole successful thing happened. So it was yeah it was just we tried it so she could communicate like it was something like a two and a half year old can right but it's like this she and she would fall asleep like we would sit in there and hold her hand and everything and then when she would fall asleep we would get up and like she would sleep through the door opening and closing and then 30 minutes or so she would wake up and yep. just like absolute in absolute terror like not even looking around and realize that we were gone she would just wake up and i just i couldn't so we had a little success and i just but i couldn't so again i waved white flag like my kid i i can't deal i can't handle her being that scared and me just letting it happen. I mean, we tried for a couple of weeks. I mean, like we actually gave it a decent go, and it's just yeah. every night we. I just I couldn't. It broke my heart to hear her like that. And and, and yeah. it's you know sometimes as parents we're weak. Like our our the our kid does something that pulls on our heartstrings, and it's just like I can't let her. I can't let I can't let her do that.
3: It's kind of like a like a not really a biological thing, but it's 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 a very. You know, it's your blood. It's your kid. So it pulls at you differently than like a random kid that you don't really know. Right. And so you have that protector mentality of it's my kid. I'm doing something to cause her pain. I can end it. Let me do this. And I know people that swear by the cried out method. And they said their pediatrician told them the first night is the worst. Second night is better. Third night, they sleep through the night. And they, those people that told me that started the cried out method, uh, very early on. Like, I want yeah. to say under six months. And they said their kids never had a problem. And I don't discredit that. I think it worked for them. But for me, it was a mental thing in that I felt like she... I felt... Because we tried it when we moved her into her room. So mm-hmm. she was over a year, but not quite a year and a half. And we tried... Because we were going and we were soothing and it wasn't working. She was still consistently waking up. So we tried the cried out method and for a couple nights. And I just felt like... I felt like she thought I was abandoning her, right. and it may be all in my head. I, you know, full disclosure, it might be, but I felt like when I let her cry it out, and I went in the next morning, she treated me differently. Like she didn't, she no longer thought that I was there for her, and maybe that's just me reading into it. But after that, I went, okay, no, I, we've got to find something else that works.
2: And to be honest, I think had the whole ear infection thing not happened, I think that we probably could have done the cry out method and it probably would have been a two or three day thing because right. ultimately like when it worked, it was three days. Like when we, we actually did work. Um, and so to get to that, actually let's go ahead and, and move on to that. So what we did to get her out of my bed is I set up, a, I set up, I had an extra crib mattress like a, like a, that I had for the pack and play. And I I'm like, Hey, do you want to sleep on a pallet in mommy and daddy's room? And so we made her a pallet and, that was successful in getting her out of our bed and onto the floor of our room, uh, which means we were vacuuming a lot more because of the cats we have and everything. And so if, if, that and was... you
0: started put, to put a Skittle one foot further away. Every... <laughs> no, no, uh,
2: the uh, Reese's Pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so the kid might as well be so an alien. E.T. shut up. Yes. <laughs> um, nice. but it, but zero it, charisma. So that was the <laughs> that was my first, that was like a victory. And I'm like, okay, we can do this. It's just figuring out the right path. So eventually, right before the minion movie came out, Build a Bear did a um, like stuffed minions, and we're like, "Let's go get, let's go get you a buddy." Um, oh, a sleep buddy. Yeah, and so we went. She picked out Kevin, which was the tall, skinny one, and like she stuffed it herself,
0: like, like one of those weird body pillows that Japanese people marry.
2: Yeah, oh my like god, weirdos! <laughs> um, and so she stuffed it like she put the heart in. Like the the, the people there were, I mean, the people at Build a Bear are always awesome with kids, but. Like, they just made that a really yeah, memorable me experience. to tell you
0: my creepy Build a Bear story Ooh, sometime. We'll have to, or we could do that. Oh, uh, Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. All I right. like it.
2: Um, And so, but, but so we went home and, you know, we got the, the noise and everything and bought an outfit. And we're like, okay. And we happen to have an extra twin mattress from when my mom moved in and everything. And so, what we did is we're like, you're going to sleep with Kevin in your bed, and mommy will sleep on your floor. So, three days of that. And then the fourth night, Teresa, or maybe maybe it was the third night, like Teresa slept for half the night and came into our room. The fourth night, nothing. Like, she was good. And so, you know, I always joke, it's like, Teresa, and and for any moms that listen to this, like, Teresa's labor was, push, 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 Ellie was born. Like, we, I think we got there at four o'clock in the morning, we had Ellie at two o'clock, and... Wow, yeah. she like, got lucky on that one. Yeah, like like she, her pregnancy and labor was super easy. And Ellie, like I, like and I I was there, like I caught Ellie coming out, like it was
0: in a catcher's mitt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's big, how easy. Big, human size catcher's fastball catch. right down the middle.
2: Yep. Um, but <laughs> she it's like,
0: saw the sign, nodded. Yep. It, wind up, boom.
2: Yep. I gave her the I
3: gave her the 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 sign. No, I, I know well, what you. I, I, don't I know think it, that translates. It doesn't translate. No, oh. I know what you're doing. I refuse to translate it. Okay.
2: Well, that's a shocker. Um, um, here it is. <laughs> I'm five years old on the inside. So anyway, so basically like <laughs> Ellie, like the transition was really, it was one of those stories of like once we found the formula for success, like it was super easy. And yeah, you know, like, so what we, we do as a reward now is if Ellie's good throughout the week and eats, eats like she's supposed to, we let her sleep on a pallet Friday night, Saturday night, maybe Sunday. Um, you know, we tell her stories every night. Uh, Teresa reads different things. I tell her different Minecraft stories. I just make stuff up because most of the Minecraft books suck. So my kid likes My Little Pony and Minecraft. Those are like her two passions. Like she (laughs) Might as well be well balanced. Minecraft. Holy crap. But it's like so I have to tell her like right now I'm telling her the story of like Mortimer the zombie who used to be a villager, so he doesn't want to like eat Steve's brains. So he made friends with a little um a little rabbit that she named Peaky. Um and like he's trying to find mushrooms because he just wants to eat the, the mushrooms off of mushrooms, which is like a, it's like a cow that has mushrooms growing on it. Sure. She just obviously. wants to eat the mushrooms off the mushrooms back. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. And so <laughs> right. it's like, are you telling us your made up Minecraft stories right now? I'm just telling the gist of it. It's like, she digs it. Like she loves, sure, sure. she loves the name Mortimer. And so it's like, she's super <laughs> invested. So I'm like, I'm going to tell you the story, but if you're not good, you don't get to hear about more. Cause she'll be like, daddy, what happens next? That's cool. She wants to know. Next
3: time on yeah. the Minecraft story, um, but it's you have like, to
2: get all like old time serial about yeah, it. But we, <laughs> so it's like we we build the rewards and everything. Like <laughs> and so like she and Elle, she and Teresa will play Minecraft plushies because we have all like the different plushes. So that's like some of the time they do. We give her a little bit of iPad time, and then we go and tell a story. But so we work in rewards, and it's like sometimes it's like when I if she's sleeping on our floor, I'll pick her up and put her in the bed with Teresa when I leave for the, the for work. Or you know, if I have to leave or whatever. Or sometimes I'll go into her room and get her and bring her in so she can have that snuggle time or whatever. But it's all reward based. Um But it's just it's it, it's so hard to
0: Which is basically how your wife trained you, right? Pretty yes, much. The,
3: that is what Teresa said, yes. <laughs> she would just give me kibbles.
2: Okay. Like the dog treats. Not oh, actual like yeah, that think. wasn't like a cute that wasn't like a cute Euphemism for kisses or anything that was like, sh-
0: Oh, it was not cute. No, <laughs> no it wasn't. No, <laughs> that, that would be really creepy for <laughs> guys called yeah. that.
2: Yeah, give me a little kibble. Oh, dear God. There are Just couples know. out there Ugh. that love that kind of stuff, though. I mean, good for them, not for us. They're probably not listening to this podcast, though. Probably not. Not our target audience. Not in the least. Um. So, yeah, so it's like that. I mean, that's what worked for us. That's the end of our story. Like, I mean, it, it's still a struggle. Like, sometimes she's really yeah. stubborn. And you know, as she gets older, and especially like as we as we move back the bedtimes, trying to to get her prepared for school, like that's probably going to be a whole other challenge. Because like, right now she's kind of on a schedule with Teresa. Like she goes to bed at like eleven when we go to bed, because Teresa wants as much because she doesn't get home until later than I do. She gets home sure. around seven or seven thirty. Yeah. She wants as much time. If we're putting her to bed at eight, then it's like, oh hey, you get to see your daughter for thirty minutes. Yeah,
3: and it just doesn't. That, yeah. That's not going to fly for my wife. And that goes back to the adaptability that we talked about earlier you know you have to be adaptable to your kid and your situation and one size doesn't fit all when it comes to parenting but that situation won't adapt to school right Right. so it's like we have to adapt
2: her at that point too so it's right. we're trying to plan and say how are we we going to game plan for for that and you know we have a year and a half or so before she starts school and it's we're probably going to need that entire year and a half to break
3: that habit because of how much of a routine my kid is in I know one last thing that I want to talk about as far as this part of the segment is night terrors. I know terrors, night terrors. So, those are what those are, if you're not sure about it. And I know, John, you might not be familiar with it. It's kind of like a nightmare, but it's a very intense, dreamlike state where your kid wakes up and they're screaming at the top of their lungs. They're very scared and startled. But when you go in and you try to wake them, they're not awake. It's like they're fully asleep, but they're sitting up and screaming. And they're terrified. So
0: it was like a sleepwalking nightmare or yeah, something.
3: Th- that's basically what they attributed it to. Um, and so Sylvie suffered from those so bad for the longest time. And that was part of the hardest thing as far as trying to get her sleeping and get her on a good schedule because when we did move her into her room, she she had some night terrors before when she was younger, and they came rare and back after A year or so. And it got to the point where we talked to the pediatrician, like, what should we do? What should we do? And he said, you know, there's a, he gave us a couple different options. One of the options that we tried that I think worked a little bit, my memory is a little hazy. I haven't slept since then. So, but one of the things was, you know, your, your REM cycle, you kind of start getting in your REM cycles, I think like every 90 minutes or so. I think that's what it is. I Correct me if I'm wrong. No, it's every 90 minutes. Okay, so every 90 minutes. So he said after she's been asleep for an hour, so she's right in the middle of that cycle, wake her up, get her fully awake, read her a book for like 10 minutes, and then put her back to sleep. And so that kind of like disrupts their sleep pattern. So if they've been in a pattern where they're getting night terrors regularly, that disrupts their sleep schedule enough that it's kind of like you can skip through the night terror because you're disrupting the pattern. That's interesting. So it works for some kids. It marginally worked for Sylvie. We did that for like, I think a week or two weeks. Um, it really was just more of, she just eventually outgrew them. That's really what it was. We just kind of had to ride the wave and eventually she got thrown. But I'd be really interested. Did uh, Ellie ever have night terrors or anything like that?
2: She didn't have night terrors. Like she's doing the whole afraid of the dark thing that most kids her age do. Sure. Um, we actually have one of those I like it because it's dimmable and it's not normal light color, but one of those Himalayan salt rock lights that people like. Well, know, that another, sounds another, like an uh,
0: amber necklace or like, yeah, like a, she really is trying
2: to go clear, but
0: it's <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> it's, man. I think is what is she, is she ot three now? Yeah, okay. definitely <laughs>
2: cool. But it's just it's I, I liked it because it's it's a dimmable like it has a little I mean moving my hands, but it's like there's a little dial on it that you can dial, and you can actually get them really really low light, so it was helping to. There's a like a a snowman we picked up at Christmas a couple years ago that plugs into a USB, so that they have a little bit of ambient light because she, what are they, she's what she are sees these
0: things called Himalayan wood. Himalayan
2: salt rock. So it's like it's a, it's a salt rock, but it's like hollow on the inside, and they put a they put a like light a, in it, incandescent light, so it heats up and it's supposed to like those, heat yeah. up and do like negative ions. And it's total sure bullshit. sure like it's. But sure, I, I just it. like it because I just like it because it's an orange. It's orange, so it's like. You know, like yellow lights apparently really disruptive to our sleep. Yeah, which is or and blue or something like that. There are a couple blue,
3: blue like um. That's why you're not supposed to look at your phone like right before you go to bed because blue like keep like keeps you yeah. wide awake and really like. And it may not be yellow. Yeah. It's there's there's something. It's like the light the, the light
2: spectrum that light bulbs put off keeps us up and so it's like having anything yeah, we're like not that, scientists no but <laughs> even like but,
0: but listen for five minutes as we yeah. try to explain <laughs> but, but i just
2: i know I, I know i read that and i'm like okay yeah. so the orange light thing made sense and it's just in the fact that it's, it's a softer light. i thought it was yeah. an led because you can dim it so low but it's not uh but we have that and so basically i started it out really bright and over the however long it's we've the months we've had it up slow it's it's pretty dim now to where it's just like you know, it's, we're having a teacher about shadows, and it's like, I'll show her, I'm like, here's a light, put my hand in the wind. I'm like, you see my hand, and I move my hand. I'm like, it's just my hand, like shadows. But to a kid's mind, we can sit there and rationalize it all night right. long. Sure. She's not going to buy it.
3: Um, Don't leave your window open, Peter Pan might fly in. Good
2: night. So it's like, but, but, uh, so <laughs> that the, would have scared me. Right. The the, the, the the shadow thing gets her, the only kind of night terror thing she has, and I was telling John while you were you were away between segments. Um, if I give her, like, there's Zarbies puts out like a honey-based, like a dark honey based uh, cough syrup and she's been lately she's been having really weird reactions to it like a couple nights ago she was in our room and basically she wakes up or she was screaming like sleep talking but almost screaming like daddy I am right here so it's like she was having some weird dream where I she was trying to get my attention and I was I was either ignoring her or couldn't see her or anything like that but there was like a desperation in her voice but that's it not she never really had night terrors or anything like that
3: okay Well, I know, um, I think this has been a really good talk about sleeping. And when we come back, we can talk about having, you know, quote unquote, sleep training and trying to set your kid up on a schedule and pros and cons for that.
2: Sounds good. Hey, we're
0: back to... Continue The discussion about sleep But I wanted to ask you guys something really quick Sure um, In all of your sleep adventures with your children Have they ever vomited Or pooped in your bed
2: No Good, Good. When we were in uh, St. Louis visiting Teresa's uh, Mom and, and family and stuff like that they had a stomach bug that was going around. They passed on to Ellie and eventually to me. And Ellie oh. did wake up and just vomited all over Teresa. <laughs>
0: oh, Dude, you won. You won. I won that on one. I won that one, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, but it was weird. It was
2: like, she vomited once and then that that's when she started to feel better. Whereas like, I don't, when I get sick, I don't vomit. It's very, very rare for me to vomit. Like, I do every once in a while. Have I mean, vomit been vomit-free
3: since 93? Uh, when I yeah, eat Taco like
0: Bueno, I vomit. That's weird.
2: But it's... Uh, <laughs> Is it, though? But it's like, when I get... When, generally, when I get food poisoning, I, I will generally, I, I will... I can't unless I were to make myself. Like, it's... it's I may have vomited, like, three times in the last, like, 20 years. Uh, wow. Right on yeah, I just don't, I don't... Even when you get food poisoning? Yeah, I, it, it comes out the other end.
0: Now... Wow. Yeah,
2: that's what I was going to say. Like... But it's like god. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't I can't. <laughs> when I first stop started hanging out with up.
0: Galan again, and this is before Ellie was was here. Yeah. I uh I went Oh, it was like this period of time we like like we kinda lost touch with each other for a for a long time and there's this period of time we were getting to know each other again, getting back in touch and, and he him and Teresa at the time were living in this apartment and had me over like three weekends in a row. And uh tell me if I'm exaggerating. Every time you had been married maybe four or five years by that point. Yeah. And every weekend, Galan was telling me a different story about once when he almost died from diarrhea. <laughs> I'm like, about as many years as they had been married, Galan had almost died from like dysentery or something every year.
2: Yeah, the, the one, of, one of the stories was like I, I think I got some bad eggs, and so I uh, I woke up and later like I read the symptoms of anaphylactic shock, but it's like I essentially just Went and laid and it had iced where we down here in Texas, which is rare, but it was a really, really bad ice storm. And um I got up and it's basically I got so lightheaded and weak sitting on the pot that it's I'm like I just stripped <laughs> down and sitting laid the in the laid in the shower. Like I didn't even turn the shower on. I just laid in the shower. That way if things got messy, it got messy in the place it would be easy to clean up. And I fell asleep and like two hours Teresa came in and she was like I had to like get up and try to shower, and she was like, We didn't want to call an ambulance because of like the ice. And it's like, where we lived in an apartment where the ambulance would have come down to get us, like it, it wouldn't have been able to get out because like all the, 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 we were on the slope. And like, I, I could not get warm. Like, I don't even know, we didn't check, we didn't have a thermometer, so we didn't check to see if my body temperature got down. But I had two down alternative blankets, an electric blanket, the sheet. Like, and I, there may have been another blanket in there and it's like, I could not get warm through, even through all of that, like a, an electric blanket on high and I was still shivering and it's wow. just like, but yeah, so it's almost, I mean, I very easily, I mean, <laughs> anaphylactic shock, that's what it was like, because from bad eggs, like you can, that you sure, can, that can yeah. cause to go and, um, big takeaway here, don't eat yeah. eggs. Don't eat eggs. <laughs> I love eggs, especially uh, breakfast jacks, which have their own unique little like Is inside joke name. Is that why you
3: almost die of diarrhea every year? No, breakfast. No, jacks? but for for a long time <laughs> there goes our no, Jack in the Box
2: endorsement. <laughs> I know we're losing all of these <laughs> yep. when sponsors. When it came when it came to an upset stomach for a long time, what it was was uh, a dies diabetic, and I was eating too many carbs in my sure, not know, and so I was like oh, yeah. making myself
3: sick. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep.
2: So anyway, that's not what, we're not talking about. Diarrhea. We're not talking about me dying. We're not talking about breakfast jacks. We're talking about getting our kids on like a sleep schedule.
3: Yes, so that is something that I know, I've talked to a couple dads and they've asked, how do you do it, what's the approach, what's the best way to do it? And I'll say, you can use the word sleep train, you can say whatever you want. I'll say, it is hard, it is hard work and I don't claim to have it figured out. I just wanted to share what our journey was and we're still in the middle of it. You know, I mean, we were recording earlier and after we got done with one of the segments, Sylvie woke up and I went and put her back down to sleep. So, I mean, you know, it's not a foolproof method, but I just think there's a little bit of value in kind of sharing what our journey was. So I'll go ahead and start. Sorry. Weird transition. Anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I will begin talking now.
3: <laughs> I pulled a gallon and calling out my flaw.
0: It's all right.
2: Hey, man, I called up <laughs> making a successful segue. That's not a flaw, man. That
0: was just awkward. You're doing a great job steering the ship, guys. <laughs> Thanks, John. No problem.
3: So when Sylvie... That big fat rudder of the <laughs> ship. After, after Sylvie had kind of gotten over her night terrors... You're
0: like the <laughs> shitty part of the ship <laughs> where the poor uh, immigrant people sleep in
3: Titanic. Oh, my God. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so if...
0: Does that make
3: John Billy Zane?
0: Yeah, and I'm Billy Zane. I mean, guys, it's it's obvious. It
3: is obvious. All right. So, uh, so when Sylvie was pretty much done with her night terrors, and we were trying to figure out how to get her on a consistent schedule. We were trying to figure out how best to get sleep. And I know for us, we tried to be very flexible with her bedtime. We were kind of open and really wanted her to kind of indicate to us when she was tired and then we would start bedtime. But what we quickly found out, or it wasn't so quick, but what we eventually found out was she needed consistency. So she would kind of try and fight it all the way as late as possible to go to sleep. And, you know, we looked up how to sleep train your kid, how are the best methods and uh, what was frustrating is when we did a lot of these searches a lot of these doctors or other people kind of presented it as a foolproof method and it wasn't like it didn't really work for us what worked for us i read an article where someone mentioned that their kid needed a consistent bedtime and needed to kind of be told this is bedtime and to do the same routine every single night and they said that consistency was kid for was key for their kid because they had a very strong-willed child, which is what Sylvie is. So we decided, okay, bedtime is going to be between 7 and 7.30 every night, and we're going to do put on her pajamas, brush her teeth, read a book, go to bed. That's our routine. And it was very difficult at first. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of fight. But as, as of this day, she knows the routine, and though she might be upset with it, she understands it is this time of the day, This is the routine. This is what we're doing. And if she throws no fits getting ready for bed, she gets to read two books before bed. If she throws a fit, she gets one book. We tried taking away all books, and that really threw off her routine to the point where she couldn't go to sleep. Right.
2: Well, I think it's good. Like, you you still want to give her the benefit of reading a book. Right. So it's still a reward, but yeah, it's like you, yeah, the extra reward is there.
3: And for me, what I do. And it, it kind of morphed. I used to hold her until she was asleep and then I'd lay her in bed and then I'd leave. And then she'd wake up cause she would be kind of confused that I wasn't holding her and would get upset. And then it morphed to a point where she was very good about going to bed. She was very, you'd hold her for a second and then she would like indicate that she wanted to go to bed or she kind of like dive towards her bed. So we'd set her down and let her go to bed and crawl in bed and go to sleep. And then when she started teething her first of her molars, And she was waking up constantly and teething like she was teething for the first time. That didn't work anymore. And I got out of habit and I kind of really threw us off because I was going in all the time, not letting her kind of work through it. That's the other key thing I was going to mention. When she wakes up, we talked, we communicate with her. So she's old enough that we talk to her about if you wake up, just, you know, take a deep breath, roll over and go back to sleep. And to stop before we go any further sure. So that's one of the that's one of
2: the important things that I I recently read an article about and I said like within the last week that it's like you have to let your kids teach the you they have to learn how to put themselves to sleep. Right. Because if they don't then it's like they it's I forget how the article described it, but essentially like you will always they will always be dependent on you to put them to sleep. So right. they need to be able to go in and you, you be able, need to be able to take something away, walk away so that they can fall asleep on their own. Because otherwise, like, that's, they will always struggle with that. And as you get into school and stuff, it's the thing. And, it, and it's hard because it's like, you know, so so essentially what I'm doing in that instance is I'm like, especially now that Ellie can communicate better. It's always like, I'm going to come back in and, in five or ten minutes. If you're not sleeping, then X is going to happen. Or you lose X. Or I'm going to put Mike Bear, which is one of her stuffed bears. I'm going to put it up on the shelf. Or there's some sort of consequence for not listening to, to us. But that's the thing is, and you can look into it. And I, and I forget. I forget what the exact phrase is, but basically your kid learning to put themselves to sleep. Yes. You know, and it's like, so when you, it it triggered, what triggered that was you talking about like Sylvie crawling into bed. Like she's actually putting herself to
3: bed. Right. But it's like, there's a difference of putting yourself to bed and putting yourself to like falling asleep. Right. And that was the thing she, we had gotten to a point before she started teething her molars where she was very good about, she knew the routine. She had it down. She was good about asking to go to sleep and making those decisions. Right. But when she was teething, she couldn't, and she couldn't wake up and then put herself back to sleep anymore because she was in so much pain. And I regressed, and I take full responsibility for that. I regressed. I went in way too often and got her all out of balance with the routine. And I had to kind of get reteach her the routine when we got through the worst of the teething. So now we do the same routine, you know, pajamas, teeth, book, bed. But what I do, even if she's throwing a fit, You know, I tell her like, you can go to sleep on your own or I can help you go to sleep. I'm fine either way. She always asks for help. So I tell her, you know, and that's if she's throwing a fit. If she's not throwing a fit, I don't need to do that. But I always tell her after we're done with book, we're done with book. I turn off the light and I get her bed situated and I tell her, I say, I'm going to hold you for one minute. And at the end of that minute, I'm going to set you down. You're going to crawl into your bed. I call it her good bed. So she has good memories of that. I say, you're going to crawl into your good bed and you're going to go to sleep and I'll see you in the morning. And on average, she wakes up once per night. If it's a particularly rough night, it'll be two, maybe three times. So like I said, it's not a foolproof method. We're still working through that. But I mean, the other night she did sleep all the way through the night and she woke up a couple times and she put herself back to sleep because yeah. we talk about, it. I talk to her every time about going back to sleep. And, and so that's what I do. I hold her for a minute. I set her down. I make a point, you know, you talk about putting yourself back, putting yourself to sleep I make a point of setting her down and telling her, crawl in your good bed. And she does. And even if it's the middle of the night and she's like half asleep, she knows. Like, I help her crawl in bed. Right. But she makes the decision to go into bed. I tell her to lay her head down, close her eyes, go to sleep. And I cover her and tuck her in. And I say, I love you. I'll see you in the morning. For her, good night is a trigger word. We used to say good night. And she used to melt and just be really upset about it. So I don't say good night anymore. I just say, I'll see you in the morning. No. Yeah. so I, I you know it all depends on your kit but I just kind of wanted to share what our routine is so if people can take anything away from that I hope it's valuable
2: yeah and so for for us our routine is is similar but it's, it's I think there's less rigidity to it but the, we hit the same point so it's like you said it's pajamas brush teeth now it's Minecraft plushies with mommy and then iPad time and then the story so either Teresa reads a book or I tell a Minecraft story or a Minecraft My Little Pony story or whatever I can think of like sure
0: See, you guys have a whole variety show going I do. <laughs> Go to the old
2: Daco's house during bedtime. and yep. You'll be entertained. Yeah, and it's amazing. but it's just it's, it's like She knows those those chain of events and She d- doesn't try to like sill your way out of them anymore Like she did for a while because she thought she was being cute and I'm like, yeah, you're not being cute Like you're really just pissing me off and that's right. not gonna win you any points and um, you know, it's like we we tried doing stickers for sleeping through the night, but eventually, like she became such a boss at doing that, for the most part, that it's like okay, the stickers are no longer an incentive. Like it's not, I don't want to reward her for something that she does well because then that to me that reduces the the effectiveness of the reward. Um, but I mean, it's it's for the most part, it's kind of consistent when we go to bed, which is like around eleven or eleven thirty. Um, you know, and it's it's, it, and I think that our situation is served a lot better because. She's four and a half. Like we can communicate. She can understand consequences. She understands like that she needs to go to bed. She she knows that that if I'm like do all this and go get in your bed on your own, that it, we wouldn't have to go back there. She's actually at the point where she actually does a pretty good job brushing her own teeth. Like so, she can do all of that on on her own. But ultimately, she still has the whole like wanting a story, wanting that that last few moments with us. One thing I will say is, as a dad, one of the coolest things is tucking in my kid like her wanting a tuck in she'd be like he tucked me in dad it's like that's such a a, a great feeling to be like do you know the, the she immediately undoes it right but it's just <laughs> at the point of like that she wants to be tucked in and it's like that makes my little blackened heart grow a size or two because yeah. <laughs> it's like you know it's just like i i i, I can't deny her that like She'll be, she could be 15, be like, Dad, would you tuck me in? I'm like,
3: Of of course I will. Like, Like, this is getting
2: a little strange. (laughs) 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 But it's
3: that acknowledgement of like, she wants you to be the send off for her to go to sleep. Yeah. And,
2: well, plus she knows like Teresa still wants tuck ins. Like, except I have to tuck in like her sheet and her three blankets because she uses like three comforters because she gets (laughs) so cold. And, but because she sees mommy do it, like she wanted it. That's what started the whole process. And now it's, you know, she wants it. She can't sleep sometimes. She's (laughs) saying like, unless she wants to tuck in.
0: Most nights, Galan reads her two books. When she's not a good wife, one book.
2: <laughs> she wants me to read her Jane Austen, and I just can't do that shit. Gotcha. If you like Jane Austen, good for you. I mean, dude, like that's cool. Why Jane Austen? I guess sucker. But yeah, so I. <laughs> here's, the whole, here's the whole thing to sum up. Like our, our episode of uh, sleep is like. You're going to read stuff online, to, to echo what Joe, what Joe said, where it's like the experts say, this was a surefire way of doing it. If you don't do it, you're doing it wrong. And that's the thing is, as a, as a parent in reality, it's like, just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. You're not parenting incorrectly. You're not you're not a screw-up. You're not a failure. It's just that didn't work for you. Right. And it's like, of course, they're going to say, this is a foolproof way of doing it. Because if, if a doctor was like, well, this may not work for you, then it's like, there are people aren't going to go to them for their expert expert advice. It's Right. Um, you know, and so it's just that it's a struggle. It's a struggle that just about every parent goes in. Even when something goes almost according to plan, there's there's still a struggle somewhere along the way. It's, it, it has to be a fairy tale that everything just falls into place perfectly and for every child. And I bet you there are parents out there, like, for example, my dad had four kids. And it's like, I guarantee you that all four of us reacted differently in the way we, sleep, we yep. slept. Even if one of them, even if I was perfect my the next kid wasn't or there's there's always there's always a variation so it's like don't get beaten down like yeah admit defeat like but don't get permanently beaten down to where you're like you just say whatever and you let your kid run all over you it's like you're still the parent like you have to be the parent you have to come up with a plan you know and, and adjust it to both your and your kid's timetable it's okay to be flexible it's okay to to throw your hands up and be like well and be frustrated right but don't let that like weigh you down to the point where you just never progress forward it's always look for that opportunities i mean and you have i mean most of us as parents as dads have resources to to talk things out whether that's your dad your brother you know heck maybe your son can teach you a a thing or two about like if, if even if you're an older dad like maybe your son can teach you about parenting you have to constantly learn but if you're a new dad going through this, you know at the very least, you know reach out to us. We're happy to 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 hear you out. I I sit down and write novel-esque emails. Like that, that's part of it is it, it, something that Joe's said in a couple of episodes. We want you to feel normal. It's normal to be just be frustrated and and feel like you're not making any progress because we've been there. Like we may not be in the exact situation you are but we've been there and we struggled and we failed and we found what worked for us. And, you know, maybe we can, maybe you can bounce ideas off of, of us. If you don't have anyone else and we'll find what works for you or, you know, or they're what's what I'm looking for communities online, like right. on Reddit or Facebook that are for dads, you know, that, that you can read through, even if you just lurk to just to get ideas and, and see that other people are going through the struggle and maybe what worked
3: for them. Yep. I think the biggest thing is you got to be adaptable. You got to know, what kind of kid you have and you got to, you know, not everything's going to work for everybody, yeah. just like Alon said. But if we can help you it just a little bit, even if just getting ideas or anything to help you feel normal, you know, it's okay. We're here for you. Totally. You're not alone guys. You're not <laughs> alone.
0: So, uh, up next, we're going to go to ask the dads where we'll find out what our dad's, Uh, how they answer one of the toughest questions in life. Ooh. I'm excited.
2: Hi, God. No, I'm just joking. We're back. Welcome. There you go. There's There's that energy. There's the energy. I had to to really work myself up to get all energetic and stuff, but i like
3: the 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 sadness like... Oh, just, you so called sad. an audible and scared me I just <laughs> yeah, I, I just really wanted everybody to know We're really excited for you to be here today yeah, like, <laughs> dude, Thank you for
2: listening time, To the detox podcast like,
3: <laughs> Yeah one time I was with my
0: brother And we, we were driving through a, a drive-thru And uh, we placed our order it, Like no lie the person That was working the drive-thru was like Would you like fries with
3: that? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like Excuse me <laughs> Would you
0: like fries
3: with that? It would have been funnier if he went when you said, "What was that?" If he went, <sighs> yeah. Were you, like, fired <laughs> so,
0: by the way, not a guy, a girl. Oh, and like, like we go up to the window. A twist. This person was not. I don't think this person was messing around. I think this is how this person actually talked, and uh, it made me wonder, like, how the other people that were working there that day talked. That she was the person <laughs> that they made the face of the company.
2: Pulling in my shemelon on you
0: yeah totally.
2: which by the way I went back and I recently watched The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable because it's on HBO Go sure oh yeah it's about badass movies man oh yeah yeah totally. like there are parts that I had forgotten about in Unbreakable I actually Unbreakable is one of those few movies that I can watch over and over and over again and I never get tired of it that is another
3: one I need to watch Dude, it's such a I know how they end because I had some Punk ass friend one year that was like listed all of the twists uh, and then said, "I just saved you all this time." That's every M Night uh, Shyamalan oh. twist. I'm like, "You son of a! I'm so mad." Yeah,
2: I mean, especially the sixth, but, sixth dude like that. Yeah, that was he just for the first movie to strike gold like that. Holy crap! But again, and then you we went get, back and that watched Signs. First movie that wasn't.
0: No, he had one or two really unsuccessful movies before he kind of huh. figured out his niche. So. And, then know, had, and then had a bunch
2: be, of unsuccessful movies after his successful movies true because he he's kind of he's rebounded a little bit in recent yeah, apparently years apparently Split was um, yeah I
0: haven't seen it yet I've heard it was good i heard it's uh, really really good the, like Visitors was a great movie oh, yeah? I, feel I think
3: like, that's what it's called I feel like M. Night Shyamalan is a very high risk high reward type of director like when he knocks it out of the park it's like he Swing Wayne Merrill yeah he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. I love that yeah. movie he way. doesn't like usually just give okay movies they're either great or shitty
2: I kind of feel that way about Spielberg like when he when he has movies that are just awesome they are like there's a reason that Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg and then there's some movies where they're like I just don't and I can't think of the top of my list so
3: it's like you got Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah and then you got Kingdom of the Crystal Skull
2: yeah (laughs) I happen to think Temple of Doom is the best I mean, oh, Jones like a, movie. In, in all
0: fairness just We stop. we can't rule out George Lucas's Influence on that whole process No no I wasn't I Yeah was his just...
2: goiter had gotten so out of control That he just <laughs> did call all the shots
3: I just wanted to like give To Spielberg <laughs> example <laughs> Uh, hashtag
0: Dad Goiter. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. All right, um,
3: <laughs> we got goitered. All right, what's uh, what's the ask? The dad.
0: Let me, if I could, bring down the room for a moment.
3: Sure, ahead, John.
0: Because inevitably, you guys are going to be asked a series, probably a, a, a plethora of almost unanswerable questions that you're going to have to try to tackle for your children. Sure. Okay. So, Joe and Galan, why do people die?
3: Oh shit because we are biological creatures that deteriorate over time. That is the most scientific way I could say it and I that's uh, how you would approach it. I <laughs> well if you said why do people die? I would say because everything has a beginning and everything has an end. Well it books bit. have books have a beginning books have an end people are like books in that way that you have a beginning and you have an in and if p wow now i'm like really trying to struggle with this so if my it okay so full disclosure it all depends on what age my kid is at when they ask me this sure but i think the first thing i would say is i would say because just like books people have beginnings and ends and then i would follow that up with the scientific answer of you know we are not made to last we have an expiration date. If everybody lived, the world would be overcrowded, and then you wouldn't be able to have your own space. I don't know. That's my best attempt, and that is woefully inept, but it's all but, I got.
0: No, I, I liked where you started. I, I. Both
3: uh, well, your endings sucks.
0: Like, yeah, but your endings <laughs> Like, who M- are you? Much... My M. Night? No. <laughs> I was going to say, much like M. Night Shyamalan.
3: Huh? Yeah, yeah.
2: I I just say that God needed a blank up in heaven. You oh, know, like okay. God needed a, another guitar player. Garden God needed a gardener. God needed a florist. You know, like the lame-ass excuse. If you use that, then it's good, good for you. But lame-ass excuses that people say it's like, my God just called himself up another another
0: another sports broadcaster. Yeah, he just <laughs> needed <had, he laughs> <had, he had
2: laughs> someone to, to explain the game to him and give him play by play. And I'm like, really, no, you yeah. ignorant dumb piece of. Shit. Mm. That another one of my pet that I mean, just it makes me irrationally angry when people do that yeah, because I feel because like it, it's, 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 it's making a to out. me it's like it's a, yeah it's making light of I I understand it. like death is something that that everybody we, we don't always we, we, we way, yeah we just we struggle with from the day from yeah. the day we understand that people die to the day we die ourselves like
0: how, how would you answer it if Ellie asked you that
2: I mean like so we had, there was a neighborhood cat like fluffy Mike that we named it because he basically he was a Siamese like our cat Mike. And he's just, he was long-haired, so we called him Fluffy Mike, and he got run over. And Ellie overheard either my mom or Teresa say, like, Fluffy Mike's dead. And she's like, so she basically was like, why did he die? Like, why? And I'm like, well, for that, I'm like, because someone ran him over. Like, someone in their car either didn't see him, or there could be any number of reasons. And cats are scared of cars, and they he ran out and he got hit by the car. It's like, sometimes that sometimes bad things just happen. And you know, and it's, it's, it's she hasn't known anyone that died. Like sure. our the next door neighbor died, but she wasn't old enough to understand. Right. But it's just, I, I I'd probably answer it the same way. It's like, it's it's like, we, we don't live forever. Like we, our bodies start to break down. People get older. And I, and I've, it, I've tried to avoid saying people get older because she knows that my mom is old. Older. Mm, sure. Yeah, and it's yeah. like so to her it's that equates. But it's home, like yeah. just the whole thing of like with Buff Fluffy my dying, like she'll actually be like she gets scared, like and she'll break down and cry because she's like she's afraid that Teresa's gonna die. Sure. Oh yeah. You know, and it's like so it's just it's it's hard for a four year old brain to process. And I know like the, the downside of having four cats that are all bought around the same time, like when they die they're probably gonna die like
3: back to back. You know? I don't, and but but I like how you you didn't you didn't pull any punches like you gave the information just as it was and you explained it in the way that relates that you relate best to ellie yeah and so you're able to convey that information and not hold anything back and you also didn't cop out by being like well that's okay you went to kitty heaven like yeah you know you were just like no this is what happened this is why it happened sometimes bad things just happen and i think kids are a lot more mature and a lot more understanding than we give them credit for. And yeah. I think there's a way to deliver bad news and some people don't do it the best way, but I feel like that I really liked how you did that. Well, and one thing I've always,
2: I've, I've always told others, like if you ask me a question, I'll answer it. Honestly, if Ellie were to ask tomorrow, hopefully you're not listening with kids. Cause this isn't the holiday episode, but it's like, if she asked tomorrow, you know, daddy is Santa real. I'm going to answer that question. Honestly. Sure. Because I don't want to lie to her. Right. I'm happy to mislead her until she asks. You know, and it's that's exactly what I'm doing with certain things is I'm not giving her the whole truth. But when she asks, I will explain it as best I can and give her an, an, an uh, as honest answer as I understand it. Because I think that that's that established that says something up from as soon as long as she can remember that my dad has always told me the truth. Right. At least the way that he understands the truth, because I'm not always right. Um, you know, like we haven't had any discussions yet necessarily of like what's heaven or whatever, um, or, you know, or what's God or what's whatever it might be like to where you start to get into the kind of abstract ideas, but I've had, had to do with death because like the neighborhood cat that she was fond of that we fed, like died. And, you know, and then another one disappeared. And I'm like, well, I'm like fluffy chicklet might've died too. Like, we don't know like she just and then she came back but what it was is that the city of where we live like picks up they capture animals when it's going to be cold um and for whatever reason sure. they didn't keep them in the shelter but i guess they, they must storm temporarily and then let them back out or something but, <laughs> I, no i've heard of cities doing that yeah yeah that so. makes sense but that's a good question That's a really hard it is question hard. to answer that i mean at what age do kids fully understand death? Because Ellie thinks that she can do something nice and get fucking I mean, back What money. age
0: do people fully understand death? Right? Well, I mean, I think I
2: mean yeah, to some extent. You know, yeah, like when my when my uncle died when I was twelve. Like I understood he was dead. Sure. Like yeah, and I understood he wasn't coming back. You know, and it's just it didn't. As a kid, I don't think it fully you fully register. Like oh, I'm never going to see them again. It doesn't make you sad in the same way
3: until it right. finally does hit you, whether it's a week later, ten years later, or whatever it is. Right. I know, like my grandmother passed away last august and so sylvie was you know a little over a year and a half and you know it's something where she she's not gonna have any memory of her at all so it it, it's a moot point but yeah when the cat dies or you know when somebody else we know passes away it's gonna be a conversation that will come up and so it's something where i you know just like i've always done take insight from what you've done and try and apply it as best i can
2: yeah, i just hope that like when someone in our family dies whether it's my mom or dad or god forbid me or Teresa or whatever that it's um that she's old enough to be able to to grasp like and, and understand like the the way so one of the things and part of it is like john mentioned earlier like when we kind of lost contact and it's and then we, when we started hanging out again and it's it's something that's not related to death or anything but it's I think we take the people that are closest to us for granted a lot of the time. We don't mean to. Like it, right. it, 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 We're certainly not sitting there like, oh, I'm, I'm oh yeah, they're always going to be around. But it's like, sometimes my mother will make dinner or whatever. And I'm like, hey, thanks. Thanks for making dinner. And she's like, you don't to say thanks. I'm like, I know, but I, I feel like I should. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it, one of the things that I want to teach Ellie, especially as she gets older to understand the concept, is just appreciate the people around you. You know, tell people that you love them and that you appreciate them and and what they do for you. Even if they think it's cheesy, even if you think it's cheesy, it's you know you don't want to the you don't you don't want someone to die and have that regret of man. I, like like my grandfather died when I was sixteen. And I never told him I loved him. He knew, but I never told him. Right. You know, and it's like so that's twenty two years now that I've lived with. I have to live with that, and so it's. You know, and and I think that for the most part, people probably realize that, but it's just sometimes you hear it and it's just, it's, it's, it's good to have positive affirmation when someone does something, you know, even if, you know, you don't always have to point out the negative. It's, we, we, I work in customer service when people are like, oh, I had a good experience. It's like, thanks for the positive feedback because I normally only hear negative feedback. Right. And so it's just, it's, that's one of the things I want to teach Ellie, whether it's the cat's um, you know, our family or, or whatever it is, just appreciate that, you know, and, and don't, don't lose sight of it. And I think the whole death thing kind of brings that to, you never know when someone's going to be gone. I mean, whether she's four 14 or 40, like if I'm around to teach that lesson, I'm going to do my best to do that. There you go. So now that I've brought the room down, I like how we brought that's... the room down and then just like, Kept going, yeah. You kept further. Now, and we're, and further. now <laughs> we're in the now that we're in the basement. Let's do some jokes. Yeah, yeah. let's try to Spe- specifically let's raise the let's raise the
0: roof.
3: Well, so here, and do to some to, dad jokes.
0: Get ourselves out of this hole before we end the.
3: So the here's show. but here's the thing though. It's like what what is better than when you talk about a serious topic? You need room to laugh. So that's why we have dad jokes So whether we're doing a funny topic or a serious topic oh. You always have an opportunity to laugh
2: I thought that's why you guys are friends with me So you can laugh at somebody
3: I no, mean, I mean, we're, well, no, I mean totally. A lot of reasons I mean, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, see, oh, your you personality so, You guys are so sweet It's uh, it's, uh Hey
2: guys, uh, you want to hear a joke about a paper? Would sure. love to Never mind It's terrible Wow!
3: (laughs) Wow! Raising
0: that bar high at the start. All right,
3: right. Uh, guys. What do you call a pony with a sore throat? (laughs) Roll forty-three. I know this
2: one. Roll thirty-one.
3: What? A little horse. A little horse.
0: Uh, Here's another. Here's some more animal humor for you. Uh, What is the difference between a hippo and a zippo? I don't know what. What? One is really heavy, and one is a
3: little lighter. (laughs) (laughs) That one's good.
2: Can February, March? Wait, what? Can February, March?
0: I don't know.
3: I don't know. Can't no, it? but April, May. Wow. Nice. Wow. Uh, mm, uh, I thought I had one. Nope, I don't have another one. That's all I got. All right. All I just right. I
1: got one more. All right.
2: I just watched a program about beavers. Yep. Oh. It was the best damn program I ever seen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. That was good. And that brings us to.
3: Oh, wait, I actually did think of one. Sorry. Oh. I'm really sorry to derail. I thought of one. God, I was doing
2: NPR douche voice. I
3: know. You can do it in a <laughs> second. Don't worry. There's always time for NPR douche voice. <laughs>
2: one of our sticks. And NPR is yeah. going to send their goose to kick our
3: asses. <laughs> <laughs> They're goons. If NPR takes any notice of us, I will consider it a win.
0: They're cardigan wearing like no meat eating. It'd be goons, so. like the like
2: muscle bound superpower from like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, like that vegan dude. Yes. they have, like superpowers? Yes. It'll be like did that you, have you seen Scott Pilgrim? Once. Oh, did you not that like came it? Out, I liked it. Oh, I didn't understand it. So. I
0: like I like what's his face. Michael what's, Sarah? Oh, well, dude. what's the name of the director? Oh. The Sean of the remember.
3: Dead guy. Oh, uh what is his name? Uh, I've got IMDB But I'm too lazy to pull up Yeah It doesn't matter That guy Edgar Wright He's awesome All his movies are great I would agree with that Uh, What's a pirate's favorite letter? (laughs) What? The C,
2: matey I know that one I knew that one I've always heard it though What's a pirate's favorite letter And people are like R And it's like No, it's the C
3: Yes I that was hoping somebody would say
2: R, but no. Oh, we, did. we
0: didn't. We were. We were I, could,
2: I was trying to think of it. Is it. Because it's like, um, Why are Pirates Cool? They oh. just. Ah. Oh, uh, so I, like, I was trying to think of, like, which, which joke is it? So yeah. that's why I had the dumb look on my face. I mean, I have a dumb look on my face most of the time. <laughs> oh, you that's said why you've had it there for 38 years. No. Anyways, kicking it back to the NBR douche voice. It. Go ahead, Johnny. Do the segment so well. Or this part of it, the... Oh, Ameri- man, Americas sorry. America's... I was just kidding, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> um, I'm more depressed than him kicking yes, me back uh, to the NPR douche Yes, voice.
3: welcome to America's those, those favorite second, second favorite. Second favorite segment. It's uh, things to check out. So we'll start with... Uh, uh, John, do you have anything to check out? I almost like wandered
2: sure into is... Animaniacs territory a little bit there. Yeah, like, well. Like, wacko. Have...
0: Yeah, Joe, you have baloney in your slacks. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, thank you. Thank good
3: you. ideas, bad ideas. Good <laughs> idea, whistling at work. Bad idea, whistling while eating. That was always my favorite.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, as as we've talked about for, before, Galan and I, we get some friend time in on PS4, so we play that. So, uh, just one of the dumb games that that we've been playing <laughs> is uh, it's a free to play game called Gems of War. You could you can get it at, uh the uh, the app on on mobile devices, or it's on Xbox One or PS4.
3: Wait, it's on
2: mobile devices too.
0: It is. Oh, shit, should I not have
3: told you that?
2: You should not have told me it's,
0: that. It's is that like a time waste like like game.
3: Ad, ad inundated apps. No, it's not on not, the, the PS4. It's not well,
2: not no, no, no. okay. Yeah, on the maybe PS4. On the, it's maybe not. Maybe on the maybe on maybe on the fact, apps, mobile.
0: It, it's a free game that relies. I mean, it does have microtransaction stuff. Sure, um, but there's no paywall. There's nothing that makes you oh, get that's Any good. of that stuff. That's good. Um, and it's interesting because what it really is, it's like a puzzle type game like Bejeweled or something like that like hey match these four colors of sure. these things in a row but um, it has elements sort of deck building elements from like Magic the Gathering and it has elements that remind me of Hearthstone like the Blizzard okay. card game like like arena fights you can do and stuff like that and uh, there are guilds in it so it's it's like a, a silly little puzzle game that has a little bit more depth but what's funny
2: is like you go to each kingdom and it's like each kingdom has a story of like with dialogue and everything and there's like what 20 or something like kingdoms that you can do yeah and you're trying to
0: complete them to get more cards and then there's other ways you can get additional cards okay.
2: yeah, it sounds your like a little bit more complex
3: than just a regular but, like yeah. yeah but, but the cool okay, thing cool.
2: is like with the micro transactions is like they actually reward you so it's like you get up like vip reward points so as you spend as you spend more money if you, you want actually to. yeah you actually get stuff back so it's like you may get a few extra gold coins a day or you may get what they call glory that's used <laughs> to purchase things it's like little things it's not game game breaking or it's like not game making but it's it's just basically saying hey you spent money thanks here's a here's an ongoing yeah, okay, that's nice as opposed to reward. if you spend money you'll be able to succeed to in this win, game if you right. don't then you yeah won't. It's, it's definitely not one of those yeah. games but um
0: did we, check that out. did we sound cool talking
2: about
3: that oh probably not but okay right. dude, i check. <laughs> not <laughs> game I, gems I just, of war everybody. i heard i heard the collective groans from well i know at, least, at least amanda yeah oh yeah
2: yep Um, So it's To to make it even nerdier This is an old An old series (laughs) Oh It gets worse Yeah Um, So I I think it's on Netflix But it's like So anime is something that Typically turns people off Like if they're not familiar with it But there's one Like me Yep There's one that I really
0: (laughs) I stopped listening already No, I really (laughs) enjoy
2: And it's called um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood And basically It tells the The story of these two brothers But it's one of those things where it's the 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 show has actual character development but the characters actually grow so they start out as kids and then by the end of it like they're being drawn as young adults or whatever so it's like the characters age through it it tells actually a really cool story i mean yeah it's 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 anime so there's kind of like fantastical elements to it like the they use basically they call it alchemy to do magic or whatever um but it's actually really well like there's one of the most tragic details of like any movie, television thing I watched, is in that And I don't want to give it away because it's, it's just you're like, holy crap, that's dark. But there's no language in it, like or at least there's no I mean, there's no nudity. There might be language like where they say damn it or shit or something, but there's no nudity, which like anime is known for. So, you know, it's one of those where it's like you can watch it around kids, and not have to worry about like boobs flashing on the screen or something like that. But it's just it's it's one of those that. <laughs>
1: After all this time, like, <laughs> what that mean? That makes me worry laugh. about that. Like,
2: but it's like it's just after all this I time. Mean, it's, yeah. something that, it's something that it's that I really <laughs> in, enjoy watching. Like I, I've gone back and watched it a couple of times, and it's just I enjoy the story and the characters. So right there you right. go. I, I nerded it out a little bit more than just a PS4 Gems of War game.
0: That's all right, man. I I probably will check that out. Actually,
2: yeah, it's really good. Oh, there, by the way, there is actually a regular Full Metal Alchemist that's not Brotherhood. So what it was, was... That's all I'd heard about. Yeah, so what it was, Was I think Full Metal Alchemist followed the first like two chapters in the manga, or however you say it, manga manga. I think it's manga. And it's and essentially like... It, Let's
0: ask our Japanese dads yeah. that married okay. uh, body pillows. <laughs> but it, they, Wow.
2: They, um, so essentially, like, it caught up with the, the, the comic, and they started telling their own story. So when the manga ran its course, they went back and redid... Full Metal Alchemist called a Brotherhood, so it actually told the story in the manga. Um, and I've watched both, and it's like the Full Metal, the, the Brotherhood version is much better. So if you see both, look for the one that specifically is
3: Brotherhood. Cool. Very nice. Uh,
0: Joe, what should we check out? Yeah,
3: so on the topic of sleeping, I'm going to recommend a fun book that you should not read to your kids, even though it's about your kids. It's called Go the Fuck to Sleep. I think, right. Isn't there like an audio version out there that's read by yes. Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson has read it, and it's hilarious because Samuel L. Jackson, my favorite version, is read by Jennifer Garner. Why? Because Jennifer Garner is currently a mom going through the struggle, and she reads it like a super annoyed mom, and it is hilarious. It also might be because, you know, I like Jennifer Garner. I like Samuel L. Jackson, but I like Jennifer Garner, and so that's fine. But... She was
2: great in Pulp Fiction. She, she, Jennifer she was in Garner. Paul, she yeah, was, in? I, was okay. like, I was like, she, no. she totally single handedly ruined the original Daredevil movie. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I, I think Ben Netflix helped a little
1: spin-off.
2: bit. No, the director's you, you cut of it. Take bit, that back. The director's cut was <laughs> uh, actually a lot guy. better.
3: It was. I actually have that. Um, yeah. Sad to say. But you should check out the Daredevil version on Netflix. But, anyways. Oh, yeah, though, that's good. Go the Fuck to Sleep is a hilarious book that just tells you about the struggles, and we had gotten it as a gift before Sylvie was born. I went, this is funny. Reread it recently and went. Oh yes, no, this is one of the lines is no. You don't need another drink of water. No, we're not going to read another story. You need to go the fuck to sleep.
2: Ellie wants That's water a- before bedtime every yeah. night now.
3: Also, if you don't feel comfortable ordering a book called Go the Fuck to Sleep, they rewrote it so it just says seriously, just go to sleep. Nice. So you nice. can pick that up actually on Amazon for about somewhere between five and twelve bucks. I couldn't find a hard price. You but- couldn't find it hard. Oh my god.
0: I'm done I was gonna say It's kind of like It's kind of like The movie Office Space If you haven't (laughs) Galan just cracked himself up
3: He was like He said
0: You you, you really got yourself With that one He did Man he cracks himself up
3: (laughs) I'm just watching Galan laugh (laughs) I I need to have my phone out To record him laughing to post on the page one of these days. True. I know what's going to happen. It's happened every episode besides the first episode. It's happened every other episode. Okay.
0: Well, guys, here as we're wrapping it up, uh, I just wanted to dedicate this episode to our dads across the pond that speak the Queen's English. Thank Thank you for listening to us on another continent over there. Um we appreciate our UK listeners and we appreciate you spreading the word of the detox podcast. And I personally would like to know if there are any specific British dadisms that they could throw our way.
2: You know why I like the UK listeners the most? Why's that? Because if you say UK together, it's it's Uck. Which sounds an awful lot like a word that is like rhymes with it. Yeah. Like truck.
0: Is this going the way you thought it was going to and my, I don't <laughs> no. <think so. laughs> no, He's like, you know, <laughs> son of uck, a bitch. Uck
2: rhymes with another word. <laughs> rhymes with schmuck cause that's what I am
0: <laughs> anyways wherever you are around the world we'd like to hear from you you can reach us at detoxpodcast.com it has links there for our email all of our social media and uh, if you have dad stories um, if you have dad jokes if you have questions for ask the dads uh, we would love to get those from you uh, anything else guys final thoughts
2: uh,
3: don't uh, you know try and get some sleep
2: just because it sounds good in your head doesn't mean it's going to sound good when it comes out of your mouth.
0: That's a valuable lesson. Uh, hashtag dad goiter. Anything else? Did I, I miss No, one? I
3: think dad goiter was the big takeaway from this one.
0: All right. Hashtag dad goiter. Guys, be a better dad. <laughs> He's still laughing. And we will, <laughs> we will talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>